Does a youth leader ever feel like they have it figured out? This hasn't been my experience. However, I couldn't be an effective youth leader today without Dan Duckworth's presentation about going from youth worker to youth mentor. Mentorship is a key concept to understand when leading youth. In his presentation, Dan talks about ways to really turn the traditional approach to leading youth on its head. How can you better know your purpose? How can you find out their life goals? How can you build a relationship that is transformational rather than simply filling time during the weekly youth activity? You can watch Dan's presentation in the Young Saints virtual library by going to leadingsaints.org 14. You'll get free access for 14 days and that will give you plenty of time to watch Dan's presentation a few times. Let's give youth the leadership they deserve. So my name is Kurt Frankum, and I am the founder and executive director of Leading Saints and obviously the host of the Leading Saints podcast. Now, I started Leading Saints back in 2010. It was just a hobby blog, and it grew from there. By the time uh, 2014 came around, we started the podcast, and that's really when it got some uh, traction and took off. Uh, 2016, we became a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and we've been growing ever since. And now I get the opportunity of interviewing and talking with remarkable people all over the world. Now, this is a segment we do on the Leading Saints podcast called How I Lead. And we reach out to everyday leaders. They're not experts, gurus, authors, PhDs. They're just everyday leaders who've been asked to serve in a specific leadership calling. And we simply ask them, how is it that you lead? And they go through some remarkable principles that should be in a book, that should be behind a PhD. They're usually that good. And uh, we just talk about uh, sharing what the other guy's doing. And I remember being a leader, just simply wanting to know, okay, I know what I'm trying to do, but what's the other guy doing? What's working for him? And so that's why every Wednesday or so, we publish these How I Lead segments to share. Today, I'm welcoming two people to the uh, podcast today. I've got Brooke Peterson and Thomas Citrid. Did I say that right, Thomas? Citrid. Citrid. All right. Maybe by the end of the interview, I'll get it right. But uh, you're both from Cleveland, Utah. And yeah, that is a place. And uh, maybe, uh, Brooke, it, put, us, put you two into context here. Open it up for us and, and, and uh, yeah, start us off. So um, I'm the Stake Young Women's President of the Huntington, Utah Stake. Thomas is the Stake Young Men's President, and we're, he's my brother-in-law. Um, nice. Yeah, we're just from Cleveland. It's just one of the small towns there in that area. And um, and how would you, where would you put Cleveland on the map of Utah for people who aren't familiar with where it's at? So it's kind of um, central 
but Eastern. So it's just, uh, it's just South of price. So nice. some people know where price is. Nice. So a rural area, a farming type of, yes. of area. Uh-huh. Okay. Nice. Very cool. Now, um, have both of you been in these roles about the same time or Let's see how long you have? So mine's almost, I've almost been in mine for two years. Okay. And I've been in for a couple months, five months. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And as far as on the stake level, you're sort of the, the main players of the team that uh, make the the youth program move forward. Generally speaking. Boy, we try. (laughs) Nice. It takes everybody. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, and Brig, we, we want to give a shout out to your, your husband Hans for, uh, who sent the email, who put you in this position. And we're not sure if you're grateful for that yet. (laughs) Right? Yeah, he's, he really, that was really nice of him, but he. (laughs) Nice. Well, that's the thing about these, how I lead interviews is that, you know, the leaders in, you know, we try and talk with everyday leaders and they're not necessarily looking for a mic or a platform to, to speak about their calling or whatnot, but nonetheless, it, it, it helps a lot of people when we do that. So we appreciate hands and, and you, you two as well being willing. And let's see what we can learn here. So um, how would you describe your, your stake? Just the, the wards and maybe Thomas, you can take this one. Is How many wards you got, the layout to the, I mean, is there any unique characteristics of being a Utah ward? Sure. Um, yeah, so with it being um, rural Utah, um, it, it's spanned it, it span out. I mean, as far as, you know, geographically speaking, right? So we've got... Um, Probably the, the ward furthest away from the stake center is probably, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Not crazy, but, uh, right. you know, it's kind of spread out there. There's six wards um, in the stake. Um, you know, they're not they're not uh, huge wards, at least not by, you know, um, Salt Lake County or Utah County standards. But, you know, there's probably, you know, um, on a on a given Sunday, each ward probably has between, you know, 100 and and 30 and 180 um, attendees. And so, um, you know, that's kind of what it looks like number wise, numbers wise. Um, yeah, it's it, it, all of the, the students in our, this is maybe kind of unique. All of the students that are high school age in our ward go to the same high school. In so, our state. In our yeah. state, excuse me, in our state would go yeah. to the same high school, Emory, Emory High School. And so that's kind of unique, I think, as stake leaders, right, that you don't have a bunch of different high schools. Um, as far as like a, a middle school, um, most they of would the all kids go would go to that same, same middle, middle school. school. And then, you know, um, so most of our youth are kind of concentrated in those um, in those schools. And so we kind of know, you know, their teachers and, and those backgrounds. So that's that's a little bit unique, I think, because of the, the small area. Yeah. And then on the stake level, are there any like typical or traditional activities that you're sort of planning for every year? Do you do you have the rotation of the a stake trek or anything like that? Yeah, so we're we have um, as far as the stake young men, right in the thick of planning um, for that is the, is the we have a stake young men's camp uh, that we do um, three days, two nights up in up in the mountains, um, and so we we plan for that and do that every year. This is my first year. Um, you know, as, as the stake young men's president, but I've been to it in years past, I think same idea with the young women's, right? You got your young women's yeah, camp each year. We have our, we, I think, um, they kind of started, um, doing stake camp one year and then kind of award camp 
the next year. But last year we did state camp and we're planning on doing it again this year. Um, yeah. 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 We have a, an amazing, our, our stake, uh, girls camp leader. Um, she's, she's amazing and she loves to do it. So she's actually doing it this second year also. Oh, good. Nice. And, uh, Brooke, for you, had you been award young women's president before? Just kind of bring that experience into this calling. So, um, I actually was talking to Thomas about this earlier. This is actually, um, kind of my first leadership calling that I've ever had. Oh, wow. So we were talking about kind of how funny that is that I just kind of got put right into this and I'm, I'm super grateful. Like it was probably a risky (laughs) decision, but I'm, I'm super grateful. I love this calling. Yeah. And you know, sometimes that can be a benefit is you don't, sometimes the experience can be, can be a distraction or you think, well, that's how we've always done it. So let's do that way. But you come in with a fresh perspective and, and a unique look on things when you don't have that experience. So it's okay too, you know? So in this case, Kurt, I'll, I'll speak to that. I I think it's, um, I think it's really helpful. She just has a different point of view, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. um, just the number of things that, that Brooke has introduced, um, with her ideas that now are practices where she said, Hey, should we do this? And here, you know, I'm, I'm in there and I've been in some leadership positions and we're talking with the counselor in the state presidency who, you know, um, helps with the youth and he's going, Oh yeah. Why have we always done it that way? Yeah. Let's try it. You know? And, and so, and it's, it's nice because it's a, it's a fresher perspective. Um, and yeah. so I, I, I think that that's, um, a, a benefit to the collective, you know, group as we're planning and talking about ideas and talking about the youth. Yeah. So Brooke, maybe just describe like, what was that like walking into this role with, uh, you know, sort of your first leadership role? Um, like what comes to mind when you think about those first few months or just getting going? Well, it was definitely intimidating, but I, I don't, I have a personality that if I guess I'm not really confident in my ideas or because I had never had any experience. And so I didn't really know how it worked. I didn't know how it worked in like the state council and things like that. I'd never been a part of any of those meetings or even a ward council. Like I'd never been a part of those meetings. But um, I think one thing that helped is they I was really encouraged to give my opinions or what do you think sister Peterson? Hmm. And, and I really felt like the support, like I never got any, Oh, that, that's not a good idea. Or like, I never got any of that. So I always felt supported. They never said, no, we're not doing that. It was like, well, let's try it. And so I think that in that way, being received like that has only helped me, be more confident to share Mm. when I have an idea that it's not going to be embarrassing for me, you know? So you feel like now you've sort of found your voice in those council settings? Yes. Yes. Nice. More than the beginning. I'm I'm still not all the way there, but more than when I started, I was, I was really scared when it's, when we started, but just everyone just is so supportive. And I think that, Obviously, the youth are high priority, and so I I feel like when I was set apart for that calling, I think they respect that and say she's she's set apart for this calling, 
So if I have an idea, maybe it's directed. Yeah. I, I love that. So, um, Brick, what would you say just from like now you're a couple of years into it? Like what is how would you describe just your the relationship with you and the ward young women's presidencies? Like how does that work? Do you have a rotation where you're visiting their wards or are you calling them? Or are you putting on socials or what does that look like for you? So um I I think I have a really good relationship with the ward young women presidents there. I I can't believe what all of their calling entails. Like it, it's huge. Um, but we have ward conferences at the beginning, at the beginning of the year. And so we're able to visit each ward and, and as a duo, I guess <laughs> we teach, we, we are able to take over and teach a, um, take over the lesson for them on that day. But because we are in, again, such kind of a small stake, I feel like it's easy. I know all of the young women presidents. I, I, I see them around and can, I, I have an opportunity to talk to them even when it isn't in a church setting. So I can kind of check to see how, how their girls are doing, how their activities are doing. But um, yeah, they're amazing. I, that, that calling is such a hard calling and, and all of them are above and beyond. Like um, we're yeah. so lucky to have them in our stake and their dedication. Do they typically come to you with like specific questions or concerns or is it more just to check in and you helping them be aware of certain resources that are available or? I, not, I haven't really had any of them come to me with any questions or anything. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of them have been in there longer than, than I have, but, um, Actually, one of them, one of the young women's presidents was one of my counselors and got called as award young women president. Hmm. And um, she's amazing. And I, I feel like I almost need to ask them how to do how to do things rather than them ask me like they're so they're so good and they know the girls like I don't I that's the one thing that made me sad when I first got called is thinking because it's on a stake level, I don't get a personal relationship with the girls. And that is, that is what I want. And so I have to rely on the young women, the ward young women presidents to, um, to get to know the girls. If I have any questions, if that I have to rely on them. So we've done yeah. trainings and stuff for them, but, um, they're amazing. They yeah. I learn from them more. That's cool. Thomas, what about you? Um, I mean, I want to say we're in this new world of young, you know, ward young men's presidencies no more and it's bishoprics. And so even though it's not really that new anymore, but I think we're still grappling with it a little bit. So what would you say, like your approach with the, the stake and ward dynamics is there much that goes on there or you just kind of leave it up to the bishoprics to do their thing? Yeah, it's a good question. So I, I think to kind of, to speak to that new world that we're in, um, it's just kind of interesting. I, I was in a, um, uh, attended a setting of park just a couple of months ago for a bishop. And um, when that stake president set him apart, he set him apart um, for several things. And one of those was the young men's president. Um, and it was very specific, right? On that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a calling and that's a, a role. Um, and so 
Um, I, I know our state president has done that and sees it that way as well. And so, I mean, we really do look at, you know, the, the bishop and his counselors as that, you know, one uh, ward young men's presidency. And so, yeah, I have I have constant contact with with the bishops. They're great um, with being a, a, a high counselor. I travel around to the ward. So I and I like that because I get to know the bishops a little bit better as well. And so, um, yeah, we probably I probably text with the bishops uh, every week. Um, a lot of it is coordination and announcements, but sometimes there's questions, right? Or sometimes there's, um, hey, are you hearing anything else from the other, you know, young men's presidents, aka bishops about like these issues or the, you know, are they having, you know, kind of a, um, you know, kind of a, a landing point for them, you know, where I can try to coordinate that. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's been, been interesting, but I, I definitely, respect um the keys that you know those bishops hold and part of that is is obviously um as they lead the youth and so um yeah i i just i try to be a resource i'm new i'm a couple months into this so i'm yeah. still like i don't know if i really much of a resource but trying to be a resource but but then also like brooke said trying to still have um, a connection with the youth i've worked with the youth a lot in my other callings and and I love it. It's my favorite, you know, um, thing to do. And so still trying to be a part of that. Right. And so when we did, uh, you know, stake young men's basketball, we ref the games, we're out on the floor. We, we, we want the youth to still, <laughs> you know, um, know us and, and be comfortable around us. Yeah. So, uh, one principle you put down here is the concept of the focus on the one and Brooke, you sort of started speaking to this just with your interactions with the ward young women's presidencies and whatnot. Uh, anything else, Brooke, you would add to, to this, this principle that hasn't been said yet? I think, like I've said, the, the youth, it, it's kind of different on focusing on the one on the youth because you have them for such a short time. You don't have, you don't really have time to just focus on just one. So you have to kind of focus on the everyone um, one of the things that we've kind of implemented that has helped us do this <clears throat> is we sent birthday cards. And this was one of my counselor's ideas. She, back in December, she just said, you know, I think we should send every young woman a birthday card, every young woman in our stake. And again, this isn't something that our stake's small. So I understand that it wouldn't be possible for some of those huge states yeah. that they We're have. looking at you, Harriman, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, I actually just said, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And, and I want to know each girl that I send a card to. And so we get a list of the birthdays that are in that month. And we write a card to each girl and, we try to find out because some of the girls we just don't know, but um, we try a lot of them we do because we'll go and attend their the sporting events, the um, anything that they might be involved in so that we have we know who they are and we can kind of mention the things that we saw them do in their card and and just some characteristics that they have that are special but I'm really, really thankful that my counselor brought that up because that was one of the things when I was first put in that I was, that I, like said, I was kind of sad that I didn't know each girl 
and it was on a stake level. So it's so hard to, to do that. But because we're doing these birthday cards and sending, sending them out, I actually do get to know a little bit about each girl because I have to write, I'm sending, I'm sending a card and I'm trying to find out stuff about each one. And so I've loved doing that. And I'm so, I'm so grateful for that counselor that was inspired with that idea. And, and my counselors are from different towns also in our area. And so we'll kind of say, Oh, I know that girl, she is involved in this. And, and one of my counselors will know some of them. It's just, it's really been, it's really been nice. I just feel like I know more of them now when I would just would have never had that opportunity. Yeah. I I really appreciate that. Especially from, you know, being in a state calling, you do sort of feel that separation from these personal relationships and, and you do have to come to terms with the fact that, Hey, you're not going to be in the daily lives or in the, even the, the weekly classes of, these youth, because that's just impossible for you to do that. Right. And that's why we have ward ward leaders. But I love this idea of like, at least once a year, you're sort of having this moment where you're sitting down with a card and connecting through that card with a a young woman in the stake. And uh, whether it's learning how to spell her name correctly, or learning that she's on the drill team in high school or whatever it is. uh, That's just one additional step that they feel like, all right, somebody knows me to some extent. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though we're not BFFs or anything. Right. And uh, that goes a long way. And that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. No, I think I think that's true. But also a step further, when I am watching a bat- basketball game or whatever, then I will recognize them and say, oh, OK, yeah. so her birthday was here. And I remember that she played basketball or that she did drill team. No, it, it's been it's that's been cool. really good. Now, just I'm just curious the the details. A lot of people love to know the details as far as like, are you getting are these like uh, formal uh, birthday cards that you're buying at bulk at Costco? Are you are the prim- oh, no. is the primary they're, drawing them or what? <laughs> there, I I even brought one, but oh nice, kind of, and then it has a little saying. It says, "How amazing is it that the same God who created mountains and oceans and heavens thought that the world needed one of you too?" And we, it's just a little picture on the back, so that if they want to, like, kind of even keep it and oh and yeah, need that. They can, or they don't have to. They can throw it in the garbage if they want to. That's <laughs> so did, we don't did you make those or did you buy them somewhere? No, um, I think my um, it, one of my counselors is kind of this amazing person that uh, she, she, I don't know how she, she, she just is that kind of person. Yeah, yeah she can come up with that. She's amazing. She's yeah. also the one that came up with the idea of the birthday, but yeah. I nice. just think in my counselors, there's such a variety and, and each one has so much to offer. Yeah. It, it's awesome. And then do you, um, do you like split that up amongst your presidency and everybody takes a, a turn of, of writing the girls for that month or how does that work? We'll look through the cards and if there's a card, um, that maybe somebody knows a certain girl better, um, then they'll take that card okay. and, and do that card. So yes, yeah, it does get it does get split up. And then you just put a stamp on it and drop it in the snail mail. Okay, a couple days awesome. before their birthday, we do. Okay. Love it. Very good. Awesome, uh, Thomas. Anything uh, in that context that 
that came to mind that you need to add? Or well, the first thing that comes to mind, Kurt, is this. This kind of feels like a like a uh, especially when we did home teaching, but we'll just call it ministering where they give the numbers and the Relief Society, the assistants are like, we're at 99.9%. We're not happy with it. You know, we're over here like, yeah, we get a little over 50. You know, this yeah. is kind of in context. Yeah, giving high fives. Um, right. Yeah, all these amazing things that the young women. Yeah, where's your birthday cards, Thomas? So yeah, how do you do right. it? You're right. <laughs> yeah, I can't read my right. Um, that's cool. So one, one thought I did have, Curtis, I was just kind of thinking about this, um, you know, the one is just kind of the doctrinal context, right? We have, um, you know, it comes to mind for me is, is Luke 15, you know, when, when the, the parable is given of the, the hundred sheep and losing the one. And, and just something I, I learned in, in studying it this, this year um, in verse five, and, and this is, I'll, I'll kind of get to, to why this is important, I think, um, with our young men, is in verse five, this is after the, the, the um, shepherd has said to leave the 99, it says, and when he hath found it, the lost one, he layeth it on his shoulders rejoicing. And um, when, when I was studying it this year, I had, I had the spirit teach me that I, I think there's, there's some symbolism there. And of course it's a parable. So there's a lot, but layeth it on his shoulders. Um, it came to my mind, the cross, which our savior bore that he laid it on his shoulders. And I, I thought that really what we're doing when we find that one is we're connecting them to him who was put upon the cross to the savior. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the context of, so what do we do when we find the one? I don't know. It's going to be a bunch of different things, but it's going to connect them to, to, to their savior, whatever it is. And that's where, you know, I think from my perspective of, of working close closely with the bishops is just saying, Hey, you know, this youth struggling, this youth struggling, and we'll brainstorm some ideas, but whatever that idea is, whatever it is that, that, you know, you have the keys to, to receive revelation for, it's going to be connecting them to Christ. And so, um, you know, I think it's an awesome thing, this little thing of reaching out. I think, you know, you look at that message on the card, it's connecting them, you know, to, to their God, you know, saying, look how special you, you are, you were created by, by him. And so, you know, I think I think those little things are 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 great. Um, I think the other thing is, you know, connecting them to God, but through their wards, through their their priesthood, through their bishops. You know, these these youth. Um, that's that's a way of connecting them. And so, I'd love to be, uh, you know, have a more creative mind like like Brooke and be able to come up with some of these things. And um, I, I think we will develop some of our own. But I think everything we do, we're trying to say, how do we connect them? to go, yeah. you know, on that one, how do we connect that one? Yep. Yeah. Just that connection is the goal. And, and if, if they can form a connection with us, maybe they'll recognize when God connects with them, right? Because they, that, that feeling is familiar in other contexts as well. Like you know? that. Yeah. So, uh, do you, you mentioned in your, your notes, as far as the, just having, being surrounded by supportive leaders, both, both local and church wide and whatnot, what, how, how would you want to speak to that? So I kind of just mentioned that a little at the first about when we have when we have suggestions or ideas, we feel completely supported by our local leaders. But I even had an experience a couple of weeks ago where I ran into uh, Sister Becky Craven um, 
And I was just in Cleveland. The- <laughs> she was in Cleveland. <laughs> she probably had been, oh, but-, but she was in Salt Lake. Probably. <laughs> she was in Salt Lake and I was just up there and um, I was actually with one of my counselors shopping and we ran into her and just kind of started talking to her. And she, uh, the first question she asked is how we were helping our youth lead. And, and I, I thought that was cool because that just shows the importance of, of that principle. And then also she just sat there and talked to us for such a long time. It was almost like she was treating us as the one, you know, Mm. it was, and that, so that extends all the way up because I, she never ended our conversation. I, I sat there and worried, oh my gosh, this is Becky Craven. She's so busy. But I never, ever felt like she had better things to do than to talk to me. And I just thought that was such an awesome experience. And I learned so much from that in the way that you talk to people and react to people. Just, just, you got to just have time. Like yeah. that's, that's how you show them what they mean to you and how important they are to you is through your actions not saying you're important to me, but to show them how important they are to you. And I bet you walked away from that, that conversation, you know, obviously being supported and therefore you're just adding to that confidence that we all need as leaders to face another week, right? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Uh, any other, um, do, do we cover that principle pretty well? Do we? I, I think as, as Brooke was sharing this with me, I thought we want, we want our youth to feel the same. Yeah. Um, that they, we want them to feel confident. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we talk about this all the time, but it's harder in practice if you have this presidency meeting, whether that's within the, you know, um, the deacons quorum and their advisor or a bishopric member is there and they say, you know, let them lead. You know, we, we really need to, if it's my thoughts, you know, if it's not a, contrary to the, to the handbook and it, it doesn't chase the spirit away, let's try to to give their ideas some, some credence, you know, and, 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 and cheer them along because we want them to feel, feel accepted. And, and I kind of thought of that in the context of, um, Helaman, you know, what a great leader with, with his, with his army of, of 2000 young men. And you really think about the, the very first part of that story, Kurt is, um, Helaman is sharing about them, but he, he refers to them as, as they, and they had entered into an, a, co- a covenant and it was those young men who, who were the, you know, the sons of, of, of these Ammonites and they, and just all of these little things. But then he goes on to say, um, he, and, and kind of paraphrasing, but he says that they, they had, um, they hadn't been a disadvantage to the group, right. To the ward in our context, but now they had become a great support. And I think that, you know, the way that we really let our, you know, young men become a great support is allow them to be a support, right? Allow them to be part of the army, because guess what? Just like the armies of Helaman, they've never fought. They've never had leadership positions. They've never been to war. They've never had, you know, these things where they have to, you know, um, step up. But um, when once they did, look how the relationship changed between their leader and, and them, he now starts saying, my sons, my little yeah. sons, I'm so proud of them. My sons, my stripling warriors, 
because he now has ownership in it, right? And that leader does, but it's really because he's allowed them to do stuff, to fight the war, to come in and, and be part of the of the leadership group. And so I think that's just a really important part with the young men and young women is, is letting them join the, the, the army, the force. Yeah, there's, there's evidence of a relationship there, right? That's cool. Well, any other, before we wrap up, any other uh, principal point story that we need to make sure we tell? So one of the one of the things that we've started doing um, with helping our youth have more experience leading, have more experience speaking, um, when the High Council speaks on in our state, I don't know if that's Each month. they they stay, they speak on the third Sunday of every month, most hmm. of the time. Yeah, but we choose. Um, well, we ask a young woman and young or young man to go with the high council and speak on on that high council Sunday with those two high council members. And so, so six wards. So we have three young mm-hmm. women going and three young men. Yes. Each month. And they speak with the high council. And I feel like that has been such a great thing. And we've we've had a lot of positive feedback about that. And. Honestly, I, I speaking for my young women, no, but nobody's ever turned me down. Um, they've um, awesome. <laughs> they, That's uh, not the case for you, Thomas. With just, young men, just a busy week. No, they've been <laughs> oh, okay. honestly, they've been so good, and I've been there when they've spoken. You know, and I've I've spoken with them, and, and it's just Phenomenal. amazing to see. You know that the the the. The high council, sometimes the joke, the dry council, you know, they're up there speaking. And all of a sudden, here's a youth. And, and it really was so cool. I watched an award where all of a sudden, all of the, you know, the, the, the teenage kids were like, you know, perked up and listening. And, it, and they, yeah. they got through. That's cool. So, yeah. Yeah. We neat. just we just ask them to share um, maybe an experience. Um, they talk about the theme, the youth theme for the year, Philippians 413. Sounds great. Yep. They talk talk about that. And, and actually I've had a lot of, I mean, a couple of them have been excited to do it because we do have a youth council and, and our youth council is awesome. They, they come, they talk, they give ideas and, and they're awesome. And then we also, like Thomas had mentioned, our high school also is in our stake. So they all go to the same high school. So we have mm-hmm. some kids who are, who serve on the seminary council at the high school. And so they speak a lot. And so you kind of start to realize that there's a couple kids that are always the ones that are being asked to speak. And our purpose is to give some of the other ones that, that don't get the opportunity as much to speak, give them that opportunity because, and it's been, it's been amazing. I just, I, I get excited every time of, of what we're going to hear because we just don't get a chance to hear from them as much as I would like to. And as probably most people would like well, to. I think it, and, and we have them and this, this may have um, already come across, but we have them speak in, in, in not their home ward, right. In yeah. a different ward. So it's, it's a little bit of a stretch. It's a little bit of a, it's a hard thing for a lot of them. Right. Um, but we want to teach them they can do hard things and, mm-hmm. and, and we're, we at least have tried to start off with some of the older youth, you know, yeah. who might be thinking about missions and could I do this? Could I really like go in front of some people that I don't know really well? And mom's not back there 
you know, smiling, whatever. <laughs> Maybe she is. She might come to that word too. But um, it's it's kind of that, you know, um, giving them that experience, and they they've been awesome. It's been yeah, awesome. I love it. So, is there? I mean, is there another speaker in addition to the high councilman and the youth, or is it just those two? So the the two. So oh, we should be more clear. So it'll it'll be the high council duo, and then the youth with them. Okay. So, so that'll be those three. And I, do the youth speak first, sort of as that? Yeah. The youth speaker role is that's yeah. often seen. That's yeah. how we've that you know, and I've kind of left it up to the bishopric, but kind of suggested that, and it really sets an awesome. Um, tone and, and mm-hmm. it also gets everyone's attention. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I love that. Great idea. Any other uh, tactics or programs or things you've organized that have really blessed the youth? So um, and, and I'll, I'll speak to this. I'll, when I say it wrong, you tell me, but this is with Brooke being having kind of the fresh eyes, right? So we come in um, to the, I came into the stake and we have this youth council and it's kind of like, okay, we have this youth council and they're always, um, juniors in the stake. And I'm sure there's a reason why that was, was, was there. And I think it might be because, you know, Hey, they're getting ready to be a senior and they're taking on more leadership roles. Um, and I'm a guy and I'm also, you know, done some leadership. And I was just how what we do. And Brooke come, comes to me and says, so a lot of the younger kids in our, in our wards, like have a, sometimes have more enthusiasm than the older ones and they're more excited and they're more gung ho and, and they just have stuff to offer. Like, why does it have to be a junior? And I'm like, oh, let's look at the handbook. You know, I mean, there's nothing in there. It was just yeah. kind of a, a stake thing that we've, we've done. And so Brooke said, what if we, what if we have, you know, um, a mix, you know, from, from these wards, you know, a, a younger one that, you know, is a, is a, a younger brother or sister that might be, you know, a, a deacon or, you know, in the young women's class, she's at the, the younger age and then, you know, maybe an older one. Um, and so we went to the to the state presidency member who um, helps us with the youth. And he says, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I don't know why why we can't do that. And so that it's a nice it's a fresh look, but it's also a way of, again, getting more of the kids involved and even even at younger ages, because we have scriptures replete with God trusting younger kids, right? And it gives them that opportunity to, to be engaged. So. Yeah. And also, I feel like he said the, the younger, the younger kids are more, they, they, they have a lot of enthusiasm and, and more so even about leadership roles. Like, I feel like they are anxious to take those on. And, and then they also have the example uh, of how to do it from the older member of the youth council. Like we, we love our youth council. They, um, when I first got put in, they, that was one of the things that they told me is in the youth council meetings, sometimes it's quiet. Like nobody wants to say anything, nobody, but they said, don't say anything. It has to be quiet until they decide they're going to speak up. And, and little by little over the years, over the year that they're in there, it starts to just be them counseling. And so it, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Just embrace the silence. Right. And (laughs) yeah, it'll take care of itself for sure. Well, this has been fantastic. A lot of fun ideas and approaches and principles here. Um, The the final question I have for you and maybe Thomas, I'll let uh, you answer first and then Brooke, I'll have you uh, have the final word, but uh, Thomas, as you reflect on your time as a leader, 
maybe even in this role, how has being a leader helped you become a better follower of Jesus Christ? Um, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, I, I think I think it's just been um, feeling like, you know, sometimes as a leader, you're in those shoes that Christ was in. Like, And what I mean by that is sometimes it can be lonely. You know, leadership can be lonely. You kind of feel like, Oh, this is this is on me, but that turns me towards Christ, and, and you think, well, geez, um, everything was upon Him, and He took everything upon Him, and, and He handled it, and and He handled it with grace, and and He um, He did it with love, and that that helps me become a better follower because I sometimes you kind of feel like you know to a very 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 small extent you've been you know in those shoes you felt you know um, that that pressure or, or, you know, that overwhelm and, and, you know, that the source of, of, of help and overcoming and, and, um, and being better is, is the, the savior, right. And his, his atonement. And so, um, I, I think that's where, where I felt, um, a stronger connection, uh, to, to Christ and becoming a better disciple and follower of him through leadership. And uh, Brooke, what about you? How's being a, a, the leader of the young women in the stake helped you become a better follower of Jesus Christ? Um, I think that it's helped me to learn to depend more on my Savior and know that when I truly don't know what to do, when I don't have the answers, I, I, it, has, it has strengthened my testimony in the power of prayer more than anything, because I truly feel like there have been so many times that I have been stumped. I don't know, I don't know what to do. How can I help this person? How can I do this? And and I've actually prayed for opportunities to help a person or to I just I just want to have an opportunity to show my love for this person or I want to do this and and I've been blessed with those opportunities. I don't know how it works. I, I it's amazing, but I feel like the longer and longer I'm in this calling, I know that it is not even me. It's not even me. It's it's my savior directing and guiding me 100%. And that concludes this How I Lead interview. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I would ask you, could you take a minute and drop this link in an email, on social media, in a text, wherever it makes the most sense, and share it with somebody who could relate to this this experience. And this is how we how we develop as leaders, just hearing what the other guy's doing, trying some things out, testing, adjusting for your area. And uh, that's that's where great leadership's discovered, right? So we would love to have you uh, share this with uh, somebody in this calling or a related calling, and that would be great. And also, if you know somebody, uh, any type of leader, who would be a fantastic guest on the How I Lead segment, uh, reach out to us. Go to leadingsaints.org slash contact. Maybe send this in individual an email, letting them know that you're going to be suggesting their name for this interview. We'll reach out to them. And... Uh, see if we can line them up. So again, go to leadingsaints.org slash contact, and there you can submit all the information and let us know. And maybe they will be on a future How I Lead segment on the Leading Saints podcast. Remember, go listen to Dan Duckworth's presentation about youth mentorship by visiting leadingsaints.org slash 14.
It came as a result of the position of leadership which was imposed upon us by the God of heaven who brought forth a restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when the declaration was made concerning the own and only true and living church upon the face of the earth, we were immediately put in a position of loneliness. The loneliness of leadership from which we cannot shrink nor run away and to which we must face up with boldness and courage and ability.